This is the Mile High Five podcast with Carl Jensen and Doug Cunnington. We have authentic conversations about the journey to Phi, health, happiness, and some very odd tangents. We interview Phi experts, side hustlers, people on their way to Phi, and those who have reached the other side. Join us every week, and if you want the show notes and links and all that other stuff, head over to milehighfi.com. What's going on? Welcome to the Mile High Five podcast. My name is Doug Cunnington, and we have a special co-host for today, Amberly Grant. How are you? Hello. I am fantastic today. We, um, we've been having a good time. Uh, I encourage people to listen to the sound check that's at the end of this episode. I yeah. think we could just talk about food the whole time. Yeah, pretty much. I think we went from chocolate to somehow Waffle Houses, so. Yeah. I uh, I think I'm I'm just hungry, so all, yeah. all the conversations lead to that. And I am uh, I'm pretty excited today because we're uh, we're talking about children. And I'll let you do the yeah. intro. I, as a person with no children, I'm certainly not qualified, but I'm going to have a fun time uh, talking today. So what what are we getting into? Well, I kind of want to talk about um, the expense of children. A lot of people, before I had a kid four and a half months ago, people are like, children are so expensive. And then other people tell me, children are only as expensive as you want them to be. And bullshit on both. Children are expensive in certain ways, and there are ways to save money. So that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about like the the parental community. So like, you know, the, the givingness of the the parents in the community of having children. It's not the right way to say that, whatever. Um, unexpected costs, like our first four months of having a kid and what that looked like and just kind of these random things that popped up that we had no idea about um, and what they actually cost. Um, and then talk a little bit about health insurance and how that works when you have a kid. Okay. Yeah. And I, like I said, I, I have no kids. Yeah. Um, but at one point in time, I thought I would have kids. And I remember my friends starting to to have children and then, you know, uh, friendships splinter at that point. It's yeah. like people without kids and all that kind of stuff. And exactly what you said, like people were like, ah, you know, it's, it's not too bad. Like, uh, it's not that expensive. Like it's just as expensive as you want to make it, mm-hmm. but we're going to dig into that a little bit. So initially I'm, I'm curious, how did you plan and, and budget and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um I I figured big life changes always come with in, additional expenses. Like it's just something you can't avoid. I actually had no idea that this would be a lot more of an expense than anticipated. Um and it started from being pregnant. So there is this test called an NIPT test that some parents will opt in for. You can get like, oh, just understanding um if there's any genetic issues on a kid. And it turns out that people didn't know this and it only came out like six months ago that those are actually just screening tests and they're highly inaccurate. So most of the time they come up with some positive issue that you need to further look into but you don't know that it's just a screen. So more than likely it could be a false positive, but you start freaking out because you're like, should I be, you know, aborting this child? Or are we going to have a child with like some issues that we need to account for? And so that's when the money issues started was during pregnancy, having to go for a bunch of tests. So I think my insurance company's $150,000 into my pregnancy. Like that's how much it's cost them for this one test that messed up. 
and it was a false positive. Um, so we've, you know, we had to go to specialists and genetic counselors and get amniocentesis, which is like where they stick a huge needle through you. And it literally feels like you're being impaled. I thought it was like in the Braveheart movie oh, where I'm man. just like stuck at a table with like this needle going into me. Um, and yeah, it turns out it was all just a false positive. So that ate up my entire deductible and out-of-pocket max of $4,000. So wow. like, I haven't even had a kid. I haven't even like gone to this birthing center and yeah. hello. Um, and so I, I just think of people who don't have the best insurance, who don't have the best care, who don't have any of this stuff. How do you get through this time of your life if before the kid's even born, it costs thousands of dollars? So yeah, that's kind of my, I didn't plan for it. Halfway through my pregnancy, I realized, oh, things are very unexpected when it comes to bringing a life into this world. <laughs> and are you a big, uh, like zooming out a little bit, are yeah. you uh, big on budgets and like, do you forecast and project? Yeah, that's the thing. I don't. So I, I do like zero-based budgets. Um, What's that mean? So essentially, I decide that what I want to put away for my future. So my 401k, my HSA, my um, Roth IRA. So max all that out, put decide what I want to put towards like a house um, savings account or a brokerage account. And then basically whatever's left is a pool of money I can do whatever I want with. So zero based budgeting, essentially everything goes there. And then all of a sudden I've got like this little bit of money that I can do whatever I want with. And I can go down to zero with that, or I can just let it accumulate or, or do whatever. So I budget, but not in a traditional sense. Okay. So with that, um, did you start like forecasting and try to understand like how much it would cost like through the pregnancy and, yeah. and moving forward? Yeah, I assumed incorrectly that once the baby was born, like, oh, it's supposed to be really cheap. Like you can breastfeed, that's free. Um, m breastfeeding journeys for most people is really difficult. And turns out a lot of women go to formula at some point, even just for a rest to be like, because this whole thing is like sucks. Um, so that can take a really long time. It took us four months to actually get like breastfeeding properly. And even then I still pump. And so formula costs a lot of money. Didn't know that. I didn't know I, I, I thought I'd be like no formula. Right. Didn't know that like, oh, I have to take antibiotics during labor. So therefore like I need to start taking probiotics after this baby's oh. born. So then I have this little, this little container. It's like the size of my thumb for a baby to have probiotics. And you like drop it in their mouth, five drops. It's $30. It's like you have to replenish it every two weeks. So like just in probiotics, I'm spending $60 on, on the baby and then like another 50 on me. Okay. So just like all these things that like, yeah, I could put this into my, I could put it as a line item, but I don't think anyone out there is thinking I'm going to spend $90 a month on probiotics. <laughs> yeah. And can you, um, we're going like deep. I was showing you earlier that I'm like fermenting stuff upstairs. Yeah. Like I'm making like a hot pepper yeah. uh, sauce or whatever. Can you get some of the probiotics that you would need from natural sources that you can just like make instead of getting it from a phar pharmaceutical situation? Yes, you can. So you can get like, um, and it's always better in the, to have like a naturally fermented product. Um, so uh, sauerkraut, kimchi, um, couldn't eat kimchi during the pregnancy because the smell mm -hmm. afterwards could. Um, so sauerkraut I'd eat every day, um, but each fermented product has different types of bacteria. And especially if you're on antibiotics, you want to replenish those types of um, bacteria that were were wiped out from it. So pharmaceuticals is best because you know how much you're getting and what you're getting. Mm -hmm. 
and supplementing with uh, real fermented foods is always a good idea. Okay. Yeah. Good question. Gotcha. Yeah. And I like, anyway, that's like yeah. a health route. So, yes. okay. So let's, let's jump back into it. You have a nice um, comparison here, which yeah. I found myself doing as a person. I love dogs, right? Yeah. So and I've had dogs um, all growing up and two as an adult. Yep. Uh, Georgie is the current dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found myself doing this. So I'll let you tell this whole story. Well, I have a question. Sure. What is the male uh, name for a dog mom? Like dog dad? I think so. What do you so. go by? Um, yeah, I think dog dad is fine. Yeah. Father of the dog. Um, <laughs> okay. So my sister came to help out at six weeks because we were alone in a condo in Vancouver. And um, my sister the entire time would continually compare having a child to having a dog. And the thing is, I don't disagree with this. A dog parent and human parents have very similar things in common. Like finding toys under the couch. I now move the couch and there's like little like like these little balls or whatever is around. Um, positive feedback for training. Mm-hmm. So like every time my child does something good, I like try and, you know, like encourage that behavior. And puppies and babies are very food motivated. So like you can get them to do anything if you're giving them food. Um, so I feel like there's some really uh, s- good similarities. And there are major differences between having a dog and having a baby. Like time, like you can leave Georgie here and go do something. Barely. Yeah. Barely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We're all very codependent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're in Colorado. That's right. Um, I can't leave my kid at home. Like right. someone's got to watch him or we got to bring him with us. And then he has to have naps. And then you feel like you mess up your nap schedule. Holy shit. And like have fun with that. Um, and cost. Like a dog doesn't need a sweater, but like your kid does. It doesn't mean you can't get a sweater for your dog. Oh, though. precisely. I completely understand <laughs> we, and agree. We don't have one. No. There, there are, we do have PJs, but it was a gift. Yeah. For We all have matching PJs. There's a, I'll put a picture on the buy me a coffee. Um, it's ridiculous. That's fantastic. Yes. Well, and like maybe booties are necessary depending on the weather where you live. So I'm going to give you that one. Sure. But uh, I think the dog like accessory business is like a billion dollar industry. They have boxes for your dog now. Um <laughs> But you don't need any of that. No. 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 So this episode is for new parents, soon-to-be parents, OG parents who are battle-worn. Um, okay. And yeah, chatting about kids. Okay. And for the people that um, don't have kids like me, yeah. we can uh, just feel confident and secure in the decision that we made yep. as we go through the cost. Because I, I don't know the stat, maybe you are more familiar, but like how much does a child in the u.s cost to raise until they're like 18 or something like that there's some I think crazy it's like stat. a quarter of a million dollars right yeah i'm pretty sure it's like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. um so fact check us if yeah. this is wrong and also this episode will have a couple tips for people who are you know if you don't have a kid you actually don't i had no idea what to get people for baby showers if you want to go to them or mm-hmm. what to do and i have a couple things now that i've gone through the process that i'm like oh come on um you should you should do this thing and you'll be like the hero of those parents. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That'll be helpful. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, yeah, let's start 
Let's start getting into it here. And I'll, I'm going to let you kind of lead the way here yeah. because um, you are more of an expert than me, which yeah. is, I'm not an expert at all. Yeah, I think I think four months makes me an expert, which is really <laughs> sad. <laughs> I don't know if that's the case. It's a lot of hours yeah. you put into it. Yeah, it really is. It's 24-7. So um, first I want to just talk about like the good. Just like every community, there's like a parenting community. And although there's good things and bad things about a parenting community, the best thing is the hand-me-down, like free things online. So um, if you are going to be a parent, one of the things you can do is like go to the buy nothing groups in your area because people are always giving away like bags of baby clothes um, and like you can get uh, swings and bassinets and things for cheap. But here's the caveat is you you can prepare in advance and buy all the things. We were in a one bedroom in, in a condo in Vancouver. And so like, we just couldn't fill it with possibilities of what our child might need. So we decided we'd wait until the kid was born and then you're kind of in a, a crazy state. So you can get all the stuff you need, but it turns out your kid is going to have its own journey. So like, you can say like, everyone's like, oh, my kid loves the swing. It slept for hours in the swing. We tried to get a swing for our kid. We panic bought a swing from Facebook Marketplace for $100. It's normally $350. So like, great buy. Except for the fact that our kid never used it. Because every time we put it in there, he doesn't like being confined. He's like this like wild child. So like, yeah, great. We have this huge ass swing in the middle of our living room that we can't use. So we're going to go buy another swing or another type of thing. No, like we're just going to get rid of that. And then trying to resell something is really difficult. Because like, People don't want to pay for it if they can find it for free other places. Right, right. Yeah. So um, I just really recommend people to like talk to family and friends, get bags of clothes. I got six and a half bags of baby clothes for one year, like one, zero to one year from a friend. And that was amazing. We use like four onesies a week. So like we don't need that much clothes, but now I can right. pass those on to other people. Perfect. Yeah. And that, um, so you mentioned like uh, buy nothing groups. Mm -hmm. So usually a community or like just geography will have plenty of those, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, or like next door. Okay. Yeah. The, the people are giving away things on next door all the time. Um, but again, if your kid's already born, sometimes you just need to panic buy things. So, okay. so they're really helpful to plan, but if you need something right away, they're not the greatest to be okay. to going for that. Any tips when you do have to uh, panic buy? Um, always check Facebook marketplace and those marketplaces first to see if something is there. Um, give yourself some grace that this is going to be an expensive time. And sometimes you just need to buy the thing new. Like I know in probably our fire community, it's like you get shamed for spending too much money, but the answer is if it gives you a really good night's sleep or helps your kid, it's actually worth the money to spend. You can also probably resell that thing or give it away. Um, and that's, that's really nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, like, uh, I don't have firsthand experience with this, but that is like buying convenience, which I'm a big yes. fan of because you could spend a lot of time searching. Yeah. Maybe you could find a better deal. Maybe you can go to thrift stores. There's a lot, no. there's a lot of like routes that you can take, yeah. but you could also buy yourself yeah. like six hours of like hassle and like checking and like driving around yes. and like just go to whatever the store, yep. buy the thing or yeah. get it shipped or whatever. It'll cost more, but you earn several hours back from that. Right. And when you like, I'm sure a lot of people know this and people who don't have kids, it's like the first few weeks are just crazy. Like you just, you don't have a mind. Like as a female, you have hormones. As the partner, hopefully you are off work and you are helping out with 
everything that doesn't have to do with maybe the physical baby. Like you can diaper change. You're going to get those products. You're making sure that everyone's fed. House is like tidy. Who cares if it's clean? Um, but yeah, that's like it's you just don't have a lot of time or energy. Okay. Yeah. So it's like when you get a new puppy. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Tell us about getting a new puppy. Did you have to panic buy anything? So uh, I am so aware of how I like to live yeah. that I've only adopted adult dogs. Yes. So no, I can't even deal with baby dogs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm out. No. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they were like three to five years old, house trained. They knew some normal obedience. So I guess, you know, people can learn about dogs a little bit here too. Yeah, that's great. Okay. I was, was going to go into some like random shit that I panic yeah. bought, except for every parent pretty much needs this. So I mentioned the probiotic drops. It's $30 for like a little, sure. um, a little amount for that last two weeks. Nipple cream. Turns out it's like $20 if you want like a nice organic one. Okay. Yeah. Carl was telling me about the nipple cream he uses. Oh, good. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, hopefully it's organic. And lick it off. Um, <laughs> diaper cream, <laughs> uh, colic water. It's like seven dollars a container, and you use like a little bit at a time. But like you go through like one every like three or four days. Okay. Uh, and um, what is that? I don't yeah. know what that is. Um, uh, fennel, licorice, mm -hmm. like that licorice smell. Yeah. It's essentially like a licorice water that helps to soothe their stomach. So if oh. they're eating and their stomachs aren't fully, um, they can't digest things properly because. Mm -hmm. Turns out, like babies don't come out fully born, um, or fully cooked. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you have to like help their digestive system. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that most people are like, oh, I'll just breastfeed, as I mentioned. Like our journey was just nuts, and um, I actually reached out to friends. And everyone secretly uses formula at some point. So like maybe two weeks in, like your nips are so done. They're like, you just need like a three day break. So then you like feed your kid formula and you feel so shameful and like terrible about it. And like, it turns out if you talk to any mom, they're like, yep, did it. Felt terrible. Then I felt great because it was like this uh -huh. way of just like, got to let go of all the preconceived notions and judgments of Rest is best, you know? Gotcha. Um, and so, but formula is expensive, especially in the first three months you need to buy like pre-made formula that's mm -hmm. that's already has like water in it because they don't want you to use tainted water. Oh. Yeah. So you already have like a little container. Wow. Yeah. And I think ours was like $20 for six of them. And you go through like two to three containers a day. Holy cow. So, so essentially like a $20 thing of formula lasts you about three to four days or like one to two days as a newborn. Okay. Yeah. Um, so again, that's like a week you're looking at like, I put in here, what was it? Um, yeah. So like, uh, what, like $100 every two weeks or something like that on formula? Okay. $150 okay. of two weeks in formula, which you don't really plan. Like that's $300 a month on formula. Like, Holy cow. Yeah. And then what did, um, what is this total? So like per month you have several things. I don't know if you calculate it. If not, don't worry about it, but. What is that, like five, $600 a month? Yeah, so I think I put, I didn't know if this, I can't remember now, sorry guys. I think this 150 is like every two weeks just for these random things that I, I put, but I forgot to put the colic water in there. So I don't know. It, honestly, it's about $400 a month, I'd say. Just like in these random little, like little things you buy off Amazon. Got it. Again, that's not like the next issues that you have, which is like going to the doctors and things okay. like that. Well, before we go on, you are also talking about you needing to consume like 700 yes. additional calories per day yeah. at a minimum. Yeah. So like that's extra food. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, 
did you, are you buying more food? You're like, I need more food around. Does that count too? Yes. So like I get like 700 calories to spare in a day, which is amazing. So I started eating sourdough bread because I don't normally eat bread much in my yeah. life. Yeah. And so at the local um, store, like the bread store, it was six fifty for one loaf of organic sourdough bread and it wasn't even organic which is regular sourdough bread but we're in canada so we've got better laws um and (laughs) (laughs) and uh i would eat that in like three days so like let's just say in bread a month um or a week would be like 12 dollars in bread okay yeah do you put, I'm hungry right now, apparently. Right. So what, what do you put on the bread? Oh my God. Okay. So I have this amazing thing that I actually like Instagrammed about <laughs> and got a lot of comments. Okay. Toast, cut the bread up, toast it, put some butter on it, goat cheese, and a little bit of um, jam. All right. Yeah. My partner's mom makes jam. Okay. So I had like some strawberry, apricot, mm. um, like blackberry, some other like the really small berries that like take forever to to make jam out of. Anyways, it's amazing. Goat cheese on your toast is like game that changer. Good. I have goat cheese upstairs actually. Yeah, and good calories. Okay. Right, like you're, and then obviously almond butter and it's delicious. <laughs> Some avocado maybe. Yeah, avocado okay. toast. That's where all my money's going. Goddamn millennials. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The avocados are a pretty good deal at Sam's, by the way. I know oh, you're a Costco, Costco girl, right? Yeah, so. four fifty for six at Costco. Okay, that's better. Yeah, or five, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were pretty expensive there for a little while. Thirteen ninety nine for five of them. Oh, it, I can't remember what it peaked at. It wasn't oh. quite that high, but it was um, pretty expensive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're back into a reasonable yes. range there. Um, yeah, what, I, I love bread. We were just talking about bread. I started to bake it a little bit more here recently, but I'm not making as much dough because yeah. I will do what you said and eat like a loaf in yes. like three days. Yeah. And um, I don't need the extra calories. I want to sign up for the extra 700, but I'm not sure I can yeah. do that yeah. physically. Yeah, that's that's a lot of days <laughs> in the gym. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what's, what's next? Anything else with the, the general area before medical and health? Yeah, no, I think... It, the thing is just to remember is that you're in like a crazy time. I talked to my other friend who had a baby one day after me and she's the same thing. They went through their budget finally because they like kind of blindly just like what we did. We're just like, it doesn't matter, robot. Let's just keep going. Um, and she looked at hers and we had dinner the other day and she's like, Amberly, like you'll appreciate this. Like, I can't believe how much money we've been spending since having a baby. And I was like, girl, high five. Like yeah. I'm in this with you. Yeah. It's evening out right now, actually, like at the four and a half month mark, but the beginning is intense. Okay. Yeah. Did you did you go and calculate everything? I don't know if we're going to get to that. Um... So actually what I did do, um, I looked to see right before, so the first month and a half, so he was seven weeks old, I did a budget and we were spending an extra, uh, we had a, a, a unusual circumstance. We actually had to go... We were in Vancouver. We had to have the baby in the U.S. because of health insurance reasons. So um, we had to stay at a hotel, like a long-term hotel for four days, which was $1,000. We bought food at the local co-op. So just in groceries for those four days was like $350. So we had some additional expenses that some people wouldn't have. It's like a vacation, yeah, basically. Yeah, that I was in a hotel room like <laughs> with the screaming baby. Like actually yeah. the baby is amazing. Our, our kid is awesome. Um, and every parent says that, sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm sure all your dogs are awesome too. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so basically a vacation 
that we like, you know, don't want to pay for, but had to. Yeah. So um, I did an extra thing. And based on all those extra costs, we were spending an extra $2,000 a month for those three months that like the, the right before the pregnancy. So it was um, end of August, September, October. Okay. Yeah. So an extra two grand every single month. Okay. I don't even know how like it's medical costs. So we can go into that in a second, but that hotel room and food and stuff was a lot of it. Okay. Gotcha. So that, I mean, it's a lot, it's a lot, um, for sure. Yeah. I mean, some people can live on that amount of money yes. in some places yeah. for sure, but, um, it's not, it's not a, as alarming as it could be. Yeah. Correct. Um, cause it, some people do have, some people save that amount of money. Yes. So, or, or more than that. Right. And so you have it to spare essentially for a couple months. And sure. again, our, our situation was a bit unique cause we had to drive down for doctor's appointments. So we're spending a lot more on gas. Like it's. It was really odd for us. Mm -hmm. So I think that mileage may vary in regards to what that is. But colic water costs $7, so it doesn't really matter. Like formula costs a certain amount. So like those things are kind of essentially like um, fixed and variable costs depending on what your journey is. Okay. And for the people with no kids, the colic water, that's about the cost of a beer. And yes. the formula is like a fancy cocktail at a nice place. Correct. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. In terms we can all understand. I like that. <laughs> and you're not going out anyways. So you're just kind of uh, rerouting that money. Yeah. And yeah, we, we spend a lot on alcohol or we have in the past. So yep. yeah, it's yeah. kind of the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. Okay. What's next? Okay. So our kid, um, some of you may have this experience, but we got to work with a lactation consultant, which really great because insurance has it for free for six sessions. A lactation consultant is someone helps you breastfeed or like feed your baby however you want to. Um, if you don't have insurance, it's $340 for one session. Wow. How do you become a coach? I want to do that. Yeah, right. Um, I think you need some like real training. <laughs> Our lactation consultant had a little plaque on the wall. So I can get a plaque. Yeah, you totally can. Yeah. yeah. And I'm yeah. thinking of the office too. Remember when Pam went to uh, the lactation consultant? Yes. That was her yeah. husband. Did you know that? No. Played that? Yeah. No. Yes. I didn't know. I, that. I listened to the office podcast and it's great. Um, okay. Office ladies. Um, so, yes. And like how they like have this little bond and he's like touching her. Yeah, that's that's exactly what that's like. It's a really uh, interesting process. Um, ours was amazing. There's, again, mileage may vary with that. Every person who helps you has an opinion. Every friend has an opinion. Every parent has an opinion. Um, so just figure it out on your own. But anyways, turns out our kid has what's called a tongue tie. So, and a lip tie. So the tongue, there's like a little, what's called like the frenulum. It's like a little piece that Mm -hmm. sticks your tongue down to the bottom of your mouth or the lip, same thing. You can like stick your tongue above your lip and you can feel it. So Mm -hmm. like, take a second and do that. So that for our baby was really, really low, meaning his tongue, his lip could not move and his tongue couldn't move. So like, if you're thinking, and I like literally think of now, like my, my lactation consultant with like her little like nipple thing, like her little knitted nipple guy um, and she like shows like how a baby is supposed to be moving uh-huh. it can't move so therefore it can't breastfeed or it does it really really hurts which is what happened to me oh. it's like he like basically like rips apart your nipple literally like you get oh. like cracks and stuff so you have to get these tongue ties either snipped with a scissor or the best way is to get it laser cut by a dentist okay and they basically charge about 450 per tie so if it's a if it's a tongue tie, it's four hundred and fifty dollars to get that laser cut, and then you have like this open wound in the kid's mouth. And then we had to do it for both top and bottom. So it's essentially nine hundred dollars 
Okay. And they ask for the payment up front because if you don't have insurance, they're not going to come after you for the money. They You can't do it unless you pay. Okay. And um, I had thankfully, and I, I recommend this to every person out there, had opted in when I got to change the benefits for my kid. I opted in for him to have dental, even though he's a baby and I didn't think there'd be any reason to have dental in there. Like that seems ridiculous. He has no teeth. Mm-hmm. Dental is covered if you have to get it like the the tongue tie can be right. covered by your dental plan. So that extra like literally like $15 I spent for those 4 months. Wow. Saved me. They gave me back 700 of my $900. Wow. Cuz went through insurance. So like pro tip there. Why is the laser better? Uh, it goes deeper. So you can do it with a scissor. We actually originally had it done with a scissor just the tongue. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't release it enough. So you should have like what's called a diamond underneath the mouth, uh, mm-hmm. underneath the tongue. And the scissors only t- gets rid of that like little snippet. It doesn't cut into the okay. tongue and make like a really big open wound. So the other thing is like, if you have to do that, it's a terrible process of having to stretch the tongue afterwards. <laughs> it sounds awful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so there's a bunch of uh, emotional things that go with that. But the money was $1,000 or $900 to get that cut. And thankfully insurance covered 700 of it. Nice. And again, if you don't have insurance or bad insurance, like that's an out-of-pocket cost you're not expecting. Yep. Yep. And then last thing I'm going to say about the insurance stuff. I don't know. Like you guys know you're, you're a partnership. You, when you add your spouse onto health insurance, it costs more money. But it turns out when you redo this for a qualified event, right? Having a baby is a qualified event to change your health insurance. Uh, your deductible stays this like you start your you you stay where you are in your deductible. So for us, it was like twenty five hundred dollars for our deductible. We stayed with the high um, high, de- high deductible health plan, um, but it only increases. So our deductible now goes from twenty five hundred to four thousand dollars. Our out of pocket max goes from four grand to eight thousand dollars. So you think you've hit your out of pocket max? Like okay, I've gone through all the doctor's appointments. We're good. Like yes, and then that baby is born, and all of a sudden, you have to spend a lot more money. Oh, yeah. So now every appointment, like your baby has to have appointments. You have to have appointments afterwards. Like you have like them at like three days, two weeks, six weeks, four months. Um, so if you're in that calendar year or if you're in the next one, it restarts. Um, yeah, you then you've gone from like, oh, I maxed out my deductible of $4,000. Awesome. I never thought about the fact that now it's going to be eight grand until I started having to pay medical bills again. And I was like, what happened? And I realized. If you have... Um twins or triplets or whatever does it go up you know uh correspondingly no thankfully because uh normally how the plan is if you add a family plan it covers everyone in that family at that point right so it goes from four to eight for anyone you add but your premiums probably go up so for me to add a child my premiums went up like 200 dollars a month that was another thing i didn't expect so again like that's part of that like two thousand dollars extra a month that we started spending um and then you know, if you add your spouse, normally they like give you a pe- like they penalize you for that because they want your spouse to be on their own health plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Anyways. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So medical wise, uh, going back to the the dental plan. Yeah. Did did you did you know that that could come as a benefit for the tongue tie? I was lucky because the tongue tie was identified like. Mm, three and a half weeks, three weeks into it. And someone told us to go to the dentist. So I just, I called the dental place that we were getting it done. I asked if I were, and I had time to still add the, I didn't add the dental originally to the insurance. And so I asked them, Hey, is this something you see covered by 
dental insurance? And she said, yes, she would highly recommend getting the dental insurance and through the next year. So like I had to choose for the next following year um, to see if I wanted dental added. And you do just in case you, case you have any issues with dental with a kid um, and you always want them to have like their first checkup for their first couple of teeth. So okay. um, I had originally not added it because I thought it's a baby. It's got gums. Like there's no right. dental. And then that woman, little savior, told yeah. me to add it. Okay. All right. Anything else medical related? No, just um, again, like the thing I want to just preface is that every plan when it comes to children, like it changes. Like I'm... I'm a pretty good planner. I like to think like, oh, more natural, try and do things like cheaply and like, you know, frugal, not cheap. Um, and this just totally blew me away. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's see here. You have a pro tip yeah. you can get into there. Okay, so here's for all the dog moms and fathers of the dog out here, <laughs> um, or just people who don't have kids. Uh, I find like the number one thing people give you on baby showers is kids' clothing. And I find it the most useless gift. No offense to everyone who gave kids clothing. Now you know. Uh, because your kid grows out of it really quickly. Like for us, we use the same like four onesies over and over again. Um, and some kids have like more spit up issues or whatever. So they go through more onesies, but like, yeah, you get bags of clothes online. Like people just give bags of clothes away. So I find it a really big waste of money and mm -hmm. um, for people to give clothing to new parents. Um, instead, I find target gift cards, even though like, I know it's not like the thing for the baby as much, but mm -hmm. like target gift cards. So I can go get that colic water and not feel like I have to, it's out of my pocket. Amazon gift cards, because yes, you are Amazoning things all the time. Um, and like offering to babysit or just come over, bring food, like HelloFresh or like one of those meal delivery kits are incredible for this type of like time of life. And so getting something like that for a new parent is really great. Also a freaking massage for the mom before she even has a baby is yeah. amazing. Like okay. I got like three of them and yeah, I would say like that, get things for the parents to be more sane. Would cash be okay because um, yeah okay because I, I was gonna say like gift cards i mean yep. people would probably use like amazon or target or whatever yes. but like sometimes they just sit there so Agreed. if you get an applebee's gift card maybe you're like i don't want to go to applebee's yeah. yeah well and that's it right like with the gift cards it's like so many people how many billions gift cards are right. used every single year so I, I hesitate to say gift cards but hopefully they like with the target you can put them right in the app and then you can just pay through the barcode in the app it's which easy. is awesome the other thing i would say Honestly, the gift that I liked the most for our kid was contributing to his 529. So I actually asked people not to get us physical gifts. Instead, just contribute to his college plan because over time, that's the best use of money. And we had enough funds so that we could buy anything we wanted for our kid. Um, we're fortunate that way. But when it comes to like planning that future out, that's like a really nice gift. Perfect segue. So that's what I was going to ask about, like planning for the future. So you had, you know, some expensive few months. Mm -hmm. um, let's look short term first. So yeah. in the next year, where do you see the expenses um, going up, going down, stabilizing? Right. What do you think? Uh, stabilizing. So I actually see um, expenses not like literally it was like so much more a month. Now I see barely any additional expenses at this four and a half month mark. I feel like we have everything we need. We um, are in a new house. So like 
there's not like we've brought everything we want with us. Um, the biggest expense is we're going to get a family membership at the local rec center. Mm-hmm. So that will be like extra money that we might not have normally spent, but also the family membership is quite cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, there's gonna be some swim lessons in there. So I would say like an extra 50, no, sorry, not 50. I was gonna say 500, but that seems too much. I'm gonna say $250 a month extra for the kid now. Okay. Yeah. Probably for the next few years. For the next year, I'll say. Okay. Because um, he'll start eating in like two months. So food won't be a big budget. Um, okay. Still what breastfeeding. Well, you start them with avocado. Like every kid has an avocado. Um, and then every parent like puts it on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Okay. Yeah, just like uh, people put their dogs on Facebook. They put their yeah. kids too. Okay. Yeah. So avocado. Um, Bananas. All right. Yeah. Sweet potato. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the same stuff I eat. Precisely. So that's like your food bill doesn't really go up. You just like mash all that stuff up and okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And give it to them and they get, so I feel like right now things are leveling off. There's not really anything I can think of, but that's the whole problem is you don't know until you find out, uh, what we're going to need in the next, I would say eight months for sure. Okay. So I think barely any expenses at this point. So fast forward a little bit to yeah. say the next few years. So yeah. What do you see changing then? So then at that point, you've got kids having friends and birthday parties. So you have to get like gifts for their friends when they go to a birthday party. They're probably in like soccer or like swim lessons, as I mentioned, or some sort of activity. So I think that's ranges probably like 300 bucks a year for like one or two sports things, um, depending. Now you're looking at daycare mm-hmm. or schooling. And daycare in Colorado, for our listeners who are not here, is literally $2,000 a month for one child. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a huge expense when it comes to kids. So most people, so my mat leave ends in February. My partner is going to stay home with our kid, um, for the first while. So we don't have that expense, but then that's the expense of him not working. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember when my friends had kids, like they were telling me daycare and I'm like, man, that's like a really expensive, like car payment it is. each month. And I, I had a paid for car. Yeah. So I'm like, Jesus, like yeah. you guys are just... It's so expensive. Yeah. And then they had, my friend had like four kids. So it was like a huge amount of money. And over, you know, a few years, like they made it work. It's fine. Like they were very successful and they had the money to pay for it. But when you look at it now that it's been like 14 years, like basically- we hit five yeah. and they're going to be working like for <laughs> fucking ever. Right. Cause right. we're probably all going to go to college and yeah. like, it's, um, it's I mean, it's a choice. It's a trade off, right? Yes. I, they may judge me. I don't judge them. It's all good. But like yeah. when you look at the, with the amount of money, yeah. it's like, holy shit. Yeah. It's bananas. Yeah. I remember like that when you're young, You've got like the gay couples, right? So they like constantly are going on vacation. They have the nice houses. They have like the nice like stuff. Um, some opt for children. Right. But back in the day when I was really young, sure, that wasn't normally like something that they would do um, because people are really weird about it and it was odd. So now like my cousins are like vacationing. So they're uh, a gay couple here and they are vacationing and doing all these things. And I'm like, oh my God, yeah, that's a different life. Like I am no longer in this life. I am in the parent life, which is like soccer practice, making sure my kids in bed at 730. Like what happened? (laughs) (laughs) What happened to the extravagance of it all? It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And you could be a lot more wasteful. (laughs) Yes. Right. Well, and and I'm, yeah. And I'm part of this community. So I'm I'm trying to do things as as best as possible. But yeah, to the grand a month for daycare, like you don't think, 
you don't think about that. That's not the first thing you think about when you're having kids. Like you think about the fun times, right? Yeah. And then you get pregnant and then you have a kid. Like, People like their moly. kids. Yeah. They say they, they say they do. Well, I mean, I, I just know. said like our kid is awesome, right? Yeah. And like, again, every person says that. There's also really frustrating times, difficult times. Mm-hmm. Everyone says it like doesn't get easier. It just gets different. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a thing. And you, you told me there's a great um, hack. Uh, you mentioned the rec center, which is yeah. uh, very close by. Um, I'm not a member there, but there's a great benefit there. And I think some other places have this too. Yes. Okay. Well, if you have a child uh, and you get the family memberships or you go to certain gyms, um, they, our rec center here, does two hours of free babysitting. You have to be in the building. But you can drop your kid off and go work out and you actually don't have to like plan for the childcare portion. That's two two hours a day. Pretty amazing. Yeah, pretty amazing. More than likely your kid's going to get sick because now it's in daycare from time to time and then mm-hmm. you're going to miss like five days. So just FYI. But that's like good for socialization or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, well, there's science-based, science-based parenting threads and turns out like you should probably put your kids in daycare like after two years old, depending on your mm-hmm. socioeconomic status. Um, so that's a myth that socialization for kids under two matters. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because kids don't care. Gotcha. Most people don't know this. I just like am really nerdy about being a parent and I like really like to find the research. No, it's it's good. Yeah. Um, well, and I, I just meant, so it's after, after two, because basically like I see people that are over 18 yeah, and then people that are under 18. So I yeah. have no delineation. Babies, yeah. 16 year old, I don't, it, no different to me. Right. Oh my God. Okay. So total rant here. Um, when I originally didn't have children, so like my life before four months ago, um, you know, parents are always like, oh, my kid's 36, weeks, 36 months. And you're like, what the <laughs> fuck? Just tell me it's two and a half years old or whatever it is, three years old now. I don't understand. Now, as a parent, you're like, oh, I understand why you count everything in weeks in the beginning and then months after that, because literally like four months and five months are very different things. Doesn't mean you as a like outsider needs to understand this. So I try and still be like, okay, four months because it's an appropriate time, six months, one year. I'll try and use like those normal things. But now I get it. So like, I'm sorry to every parent I judged out there for telling me their kid was like 24 months. <laughs> Two fun. years. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I think uh yeah, and that, that hasn't happened to me in a while, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was just thinking I can't do the math quickly. No. But I was like, how how many months old am I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh we'll have to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a yeah. lot of months. It's a lot of months. Yeah. And I don't think we need to age you in months anymore. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> you could like round up. It's just like middle-aged. Yeah. Like five-year increments are about about right. Yeah. Round up to 45. So, okay. So we got to the point where um, your child is, uh, I don't know, five or six or something right. like that. There's activities and whatever. Yeah. So like some people started thinking about like, private school and like other things and like Mm -hmm. just that could be super expensive. Are are you thinking about that stuff now? Um, No. In Colorado, I think public school is good enough. There are some really uh, like $15,000 a year private schools like St. Mary's and other things like that where you can put your kids to literally college tuition every year. Um, I don't think it matters that much. Maybe it does if you're in like a worse area, but truthfully, 
I think, you know, what you can do at home really matters in, in mm -hmm. regards to helping your kid reach whatever milestones you want them to reach. Also, as a person, schooling doesn't matter that much. Like everyone emphasis on all these good grades in high school and like get into a good college. Like I didn't go to college till I was 25. I traveled the world and I would say that's like the best education I could have ever gotten. So for me, like the most important things to instill in my kid are going to be like a sense of adventure, curiosity, like interest in learning. Um, and I think that gets can be fostered in so many different ways. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So like university, I wasn't sure if I would actually put money towards university and I decided yes. So we actually just threw 10 grand into there now because we feel like if we just like throw a bunch now, if we forget for years or whatever, like it'll be compounding and it's good. It'll feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And that actually I was, I was wondering about that because I mean, college is maybe questionable right now anyway. Yes. Correct. And then if you fast forward 18 years, yes. like maybe that's like one of the worst choices or there's going to be some upheaval where like maybe it makes sense again or right. something like that. But yeah, looking back, I mean, college was fine. I did fine, went yeah. to a pretty good school, but I wish I would have like taken a few years off and right. kind of like followed in your footsteps. Yeah. Um, Cause I think, yeah, the adventure and like all that stuff, like I, I eventually got around to it, but yeah. it was like, against the uh the, the flow yes. basically and yeah. it seemed really weird compared to my peers i think right well congress is doing the thing where um if you have a 529 account for someone you can convert that to a roth ira so what that means is you can you're still like within the you know whatever how much you're allowed to put in that year so sixty five hundred dollars um you also have had to have that person as a beneficiary for 15 years prior so mm -hmm. you can't just be like oh tommy's not using this ir or this um this 529 i'm gonna put it to jennifer um it, they need to have a 15 year wait period so i don't i don't think that's passed yet but that's being proposed okay. um so that that money can be used differently as needed also i'm canadian um and american so hopefully if my kid does want to go to university, like not hopefully they want to go to university. I don't really care what they do. Um, but if they choose a route of university, we can also send them to a Canadian university for a lot cheaper. Okay. And that's a qualified like uh, education expense for 529s. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else related to like university, 529s, blah, blah, blah. Are, th are those just... Um, regular accounts that most financial in institutions, like you just set it up yeah. like normal? Yeah. Um, so depending on your state, you can get a tax credit for putting money towards a 529. So um, Colorado has a very specific website that you can use to um, fund the 529. And then I think that automatically, like you get like a form to get the tax credit. I use Fidelity because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and so Fidelity has one. Your state has one. Um, so check it out. Yeah. I'm okay. sure Vanguard as well. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So any, anything else you could think of? Um, you know, you mentioned at the very beginning where like, you kind of get that like fissure, is that the right word? Where you have like your friendships kind of start cracking mm -hmm. and breaking um, because you have kids. I really would say that I find it's actually a lot of the time the parents fault. Like it's not the single friends faults, although maybe they stay away. I don't know if like you treated your friends differently, but I found that some of my mom friends like really started like identifying as a mom versus like a person. And that's hard for me even because I like to think that I'm going to try and keep my identity 
as like Amberly, the individual who's accomplished all this stuff. And a parent, I try not to even use the word mother, like a Chinese word parent is really odd. I clearly need to go to therapy. Um, so as a new parent or whatever, reach out to your single friends because my single friends have shown up for me so much. They've been amazing. Like my friends come over, like bring me food, hold my kid. And like one of my friends doesn't like toddlers. So she's like all about the baby phase right now. Yeah. And then she's like, once your kid can talk, like we'll probably won't talk for a bit and then I'll come back. <laughs> but like that, right? Yeah. Like, like be there for your friends who are parents for parents, be there for your single friends. Like don't talk about your kid all the time. Like talk about their life. Yeah. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to think back a little bit. Um, Cause it, it's been a few years. People started having kids when probably like, late twenties or yeah. something like that. Yeah. My, my crew. 26 ish. And, um, you know, some people still hung out sometimes, like you said, it was, right. um, the dynamic of the couple and the family yes. situation that like they wouldn't go out and have fun anymore. Yeah. Like, and you may be thinking like, Doug, you probably did crazy shit, which is true sometimes, yeah. Yeah. but sometimes it was like, Hey, let's go out and have, um, some dinner, yeah. maybe a couple beers. Like I'm not talking about like going yeah. to, on a weekend trip to some crazy destination or anything. Right. Um, and then there were many people who had kids. We still did stuff yeah. and they like, it was important for us to go and hang out and yeah. they treated it as a priority and it was cool. There was less time that we hung out, which makes sense. Cause yeah. they have a whole new like yeah. thing that they're doing a, an entity in their yeah. home. This is what we call kids, I guess. Yeah, entities. entities. Yes. <laughs> um, so that shifted a little bit, but that would be expected just yes. like if someone started dating a new person, maybe. Correct. Or buying like, a house and you're working on it or something, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it, it's a thing that's a priority that takes time. So like yeah. many friendships did stay intact. It just like shifted a little bit. Yeah. One thing I did notice is like they would have, they would meet a lot more new people mm -hmm. because like soccer practice or whatever yes. right so they're they're meeting people that are like in their geographic location yeah. into the same stuff kids that are the same age and yep. the same classes so it's like you know friendships flow in and out and yeah. like there were no hard feelings it was just like okay we're doing different shit yeah basically yeah and, and also as like a parent you're saying like you need to make an effort too. Like, so New Year's Eve just happened and we had no plans. And one of my friends was gracious enough to invite us out to the bar that they were at. And it was really nice. We weren't planning on doing anything. <laughs> and so we decided, okay, we're going to go for an hour. Like we're going to pack it all up at eight o'clock at night, even though it's his bedtime. Yeah. And like, we're going to take this time to have like one beer with our friend. And then we're going to leave because the music was really loud and like, we can't do that anymore. Right. And the one thing you have to know from single people, like you pay for it. Like your parents, like if that parent made like an hour of their time after bedtime while their kid is awake, like they're paying for it for the, like the next 24 hours. So like that's it's something to, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, maybe the kid doesn't go back to sleep. We were lucky our kid goes back to sleep really well, but like, yeah, they might not go back to sleep. You might be up for the next four hours straight, whatever it is. So that effort um, can be a lot. Yeah. I never, you know, I, I probably didn't give people credit for that. Yeah. Although I probably wouldn't invite, um, no offense. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to invite someone with a <laughs> yeah, four <laughs> month old. Yeah. yeah. Like, Two. come out. You want to hang out? Right. Yeah. Ruin everybody's time. No, I'm right, just yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. You, you can have your opinions. I totally find yeah. it. That's again, I said gracious that my friend invited us out because yeah, yeah. like 
she didn't need to invite two new parents and a baby to a bar <laughs> on New Year's Eve. And she did. And it was fun for an hour and we left. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. And actually, that's probably a great thing to do because most people wouldn't do it. They're like, no, no, I can't do it. Right. They're going to say no. Yeah. Yeah. So then you can be like that really nice friend who's like inviting them. This is your new life hack. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, please don't come. Please don't come. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I got to look out for you because you're, you're like, yeah, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah, don't ever invite me to do anything. <laughs> I say yes to too many things. Okay. This is this is great. Any other any other broad thoughts? No. This is a journey. Like for people who are parents, not people people and I'm sure mm-hmm. dog parents too, it's a journey. Um, but man, yeah, like every day is different and like just again give yourself grace, buy what you need. Find what you need free or cheap. Yeah. Cool. Well, before we finish up, you do a thing called FinTalks and I'll let you uh, mention it here just so in case people want to check it out. Yeah, FinTalks uh, actually was coined because of Doug on a podcast here. So FinTalks is every Tuesday I get together with uh, 25 to 50 nerdy friends. Um, We talk about some financial topics. So I pick the topic in advance. I send an email out on Monday morning with a Zoom link and we get on Zoom for an hour from 5.30 to 6.30 Mountain Time every single Tuesday. It's been going on for, we're almost hitting our three-year anniversary here in March, um, which is pretty nuts. Um, I've missed one because I was playing soccer and I didn't hear my phone alarm. So uh, it's great. It's again a bunch of finance nerds. We now meet up every summer um, for our FinTalks retreat, so we can meet each other in person. And uh, I would say members have saved hundreds to thousands of dollars by joining FinTalks, and it's free. You can go to my website, amblygrant.com, um, the FinTalks tab, and put your email in there, and then make sure to mark us as safe. More than likely, even if you mark us as safe, uh, it will go into your spammer promotions because it does mine, even though I host FinTalks. So Gmail really likes to filter that. Man. And with the retreat, uh, what what do you do? Tell us about that. Is that full or is it still um, open? I will announce it in February for July. It's always after Camp Fi. Um, So it's the second weekend of July normally. Um, We Last year we had 43 people show up in Denver, Colorado. I try to get hosts for places for people to stay for free. And it works out almost every time. I think only five people paid for for lodging last year in July. Um, It's a great weekend. We've got um, activities. Friday night is a meet and greet. We normally just do a backyard. I provide food and drink for that night. Um, There is a cost to FinTalks weekend. Um, Saturday morning is normally like free time. So you and five people or 10 or whatever can find some different activities. Last year, some people went to the zoo and it was free because one of our members' uh, wife worked at the zoo. So 20 of them went to the zoo in the morning. Uh, some people went on a hike. Uh, other people like went to the breweries and started just, you know, enjoying their weekend. Saturday afternoon, we normally go to MMM HQ and do some talks, some meet the community. Like, you know, we've got Pete, you, uh, Carl around. Um, and then we also invite, you know, locals to come and hang out so everyone can mingle. And then that's food and drink provided there as well. Sunday is normally um, a hike in the morning. So a group hike if possible or a workout. So I always try and do some sort of physical activity after two days of eating food and drinking. And then the afternoon of that one is just getting uh, to the breweries and cideries around Denver and hopping to the airport if you're leaving town. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really fun. And do a lot of people go to Camp Fi? Um, beforehand? Yeah. So what a lot of people, I think like 20 people did this. I 
um, <laughs> there was like 20 tickets left of Camp Fi and I had made an announcement like tickets are going fast and they were all gone within a day. So um, we have a lot of people go to Camp Fi first, stay the week in Denver, either take off work or work remotely um, and then do FinTalks weekend the following weekend. Cool. Yep. And I'll be going to Camp Fi the first week, yeah. Rocky Mountain this year. Mm-hmm. Um, last year went the second week because yeah. you sold out the sold first out. week. <laughs> yep. Sorry. Yeah. So I went the second week. And I know there's a second week this year because the first week did sell out yeah. already. So I will be around for yes. FinTalks. I was out last time, but yep. you know, this time I'll be around. Yeah. So. Yeah. We're always looking for speakers and people to kind of do a 10 minute talk. Cool. Yep. Awesome. Well, thanks, Amberly. And um, yeah, we'll see you in the next episode. Awesome. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. That was the Mile High Five podcast. And I'm Doug Cunnington, the Balder host. And Carl Jensen is the cool, sexy one. If you dig the show, please do three things for us. Number one, tell a friend, a family member, an enemy about the show. We really don't care who you tell. Maybe forward them a specific show that you know that they will like. It's the single most helpful thing that you can do to spread the word. It's like giving us a virtual high five and uh, actually we don't give high fives in, in person. So the virtual kind's pretty good. And more importantly, your friend or family member or even your enemy will appreciate the fact that you were thinking of them. Number two, make sure you're following or subscribed on your podcast app Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, YouTube, whatever you're using, and that way you won't miss a show. And number three, please leave us a rating and review. We read them on the show occasionally, and you might hear yours out there on an upcoming episode. Quick disclaimer, this show is not financial or legal advice. I'd actually be surprised if it sounded like it. It's really just for entertainment, and that's at least what we're hoping for. But seriously, get advice from professionals. Carl and I are just two guys with microphones that sit in my basement and talk. So we'll catch y'all next week. Let's talk about chocolate for the uh, sound check here. So you're a chocolate fan, right? Definitely. Yeah. High quality chocolate. Okay. As long as it's not like Hershey's or Nestle, no offense. Um, some of that tastes like plastic. Nestle is better than Hershey's. Mm-hmm. Come at me Yeah. in the comments. Sure. Uh, as a Canadian, I, I, I much prefer that one. Okay. Yeah. And, and I was going to say, like, you mentioned that earlier, we were upstairs, which yeah. we'll, we'll talk about it in a second here, yeah. but I, um, I was like, I, I think we have like Hershey kisses upstairs or something oh, like that. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? You, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't describe it as plastic, although I want to eat a piece of chocolate and see like right, the what I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of sweets. Like I'll eat mm-hmm. all of them if they're around, right. which is why I like, I stayed away. Cause yeah. we, um, my wife got some chocolate. I think it's pronounced Vosges. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know what language that is, but it's like a, a pretty nice, like boutique kind of chocolate. And you had a piece. Tell us about it. It was delicious. Actually, when I came into the house and grabbed my tea from upstairs, I noticed this beautiful purple box on their counter. And I thought, wow, that's a really beautiful box. And it turns out it's a chocolate box. And so I, I got to look at the diagram and choose my chocolate caramel that I got to eat. And I chose like a hibiscus one. 
and it was delicious. Firm caramel that doesn't like stick to your teeth and you spend like 20 minutes getting it out of it. So I can actually do this podcast. Um, chocolate that was dark, did not taste like plastic. Absolutely delicious. Uh, yeah, worth every penny. I don't know how much they cost, but it sounds like they're they're a, a good pricey one. Yeah, and I think you can um, you can get them at grocery stores now. Like oh, you can yeah. get a like a bar, which it's kind of interesting because it is like a higher end boutique yeah. chocolate or whatever. Yeah. But I guess uh, the volume that they could push yes. through grocery stores. So I don't know. Yeah, there's only so many them. birthdays that you yeah. can, like send a packet for, right? So get yeah, at the yeah. grocery store. And it's a it's a rare thing. It is a was a birthday gift. We don't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of chocolate around all the time, but we just, the house is filled with sweets right now. Yeah. So it's been, it's been a little bit tough right. to stay away. Cause I'll just eat anything. Yeah. I'll just kind of forage right. around. Right. Are you like that? Or? So no, I have this thing is, is it worth the calories? This is terrible. And it's not because I like watch my weight. It's because, well, I guess technically that'd be part of it, but so maybe it's a bit vain, but um, if the thing isn't worth eating for like the calories that I would consume, then I don't eat it. So like Hershey's chocolate isn't worth the calories to me. I'd rather spend the 300 calories eating like something I really enjoy. And that's how I justify it. It's almost like not buying something because of the hour, like the number of hours you worked to pay for that thing. Okay. It's the same thing for me for sweets. Interesting. And then have you, I'm curious if you've done that exercise. Yeah. You got your answer. You were like, ah, it's probably not worth it. And then you still ate it because you were like, ah, fuck it. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's never all that great. Like it's never like fully worth it. And I don't actually look at the calories on the box. I'm just like, is this worth it? Yeah. And that was actually a great thing. I used to live in New York City and they have the calories on everything. And that's how I learned to do this like calculation thing. Going to Starbucks, is it worth the Frappuccino? That's like 550 calories or the cookie that turns out is 360 calories for one cookie. You're like, "Mm, no, that's why I'm fat. Got it. It's it's no good when you start doing the math like that, and, and you see the calories, yeah. which um, you can't. I, I like to go to the gym and work out and yeah. stuff. You can't work off oh. like the the meals that you eat. I the recently ate at uh, Waffle House, which yeah. I love. It's, it's from it's an Atlanta place, yeah. and uh, shockingly, these sound checks can go on forever. <laughs> so, Waffle House is like a staple. It's from Atlanta, right? And I like it a lot. I was shocked. I talked to a few people at um, the Mr. Money Mustache HQ recently. And like five people basically were like, I had bad experiences at Waffle House. They were like, "This that place is trash. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, it's fine. And the thing is like, there's different, I mean, if you go off uh, like Interstate 75 in like South Georgia or Florida or whatever, like it could be kind of a crappy place, but like they have them in whatever, nice neighborhoods, yeah. affluent neighborhoods. And they're fucking they're pretty nice. Yeah. And the, I mean, it's fast. It is diner food. It's a greasy right. spoon kind of place. So Waffle House, what are your thoughts? I've never been. Uh, this is the one with the, like the yellow and it's like all the squares. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had one in my hometown. Um, we would go to Denny's. Okay. So uh, like probably same thing. Yeah. And it, I loved it back then. I don't do it now. I, okay. I started being like such a press about food. Because I gained a bunch of weight when I was young. I used to be a competitive cheerleader and like do a bunch of stuff. So I was like really like fit. Then I moved to California 
and started drinking like Starbucks Frappuccinos and like fast food. And I gained like literally 40 pounds in like six months. Welcome to America. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, turns out when you're not exercising 20 hours a week, you get fat. Um, And so I, yeah, it wasn't a good look for me. So I actually decided instead of doing some weird, crazy stuff that some of my friends would do for diets, I would just like start just like watching things. Um, So I would go to Denny's still, but I would get two poached eggs and sourdough toast. Like you don't go to Denny's for two poached <laughs> eggs and sourdough toast. Uh, so yeah. yeah, like I haven't touched that stuff in a long time. Okay. Yeah. And I, um, I still love it. Yeah. I, I mean, and it's well, the look funny at you. thing. You're great. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I, uh, I, I try not to do it often. Yeah. But there's a Waffle House very close by. We lived. We've lived here for like. Um, three, four years. Yeah. And I have not, that was the first time that I went to the Waffle House, right. even though it's only like a few miles away. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, well, it sounds like you're not into it, but I was going to say, yeah. we should go and eat breakfast there sometime. Right. Because I mean, if you got to get the calories, like yeah. it's, it's just an experience. Yeah. And I mean, I've got the calories to spare right now. So like, yeah. Hey, all right, I'm in. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll check it out. Yeah. 